who is this man? Today, looking at this from the posture of following him, what can we learn about him as we follow him? There are 13 times in the Gospels where Jesus says to the people around him, follow me. It starts with the beginning of his ministry and he begins to call his disciples, those 12 that would be particularly close to him. But it doesn't end with that. He extends that invitation to anyone and everyone. He extends that invitation to you and me. Follow me. How are we doing with that? I feel particularly inspired and encouraged that I want to keep answering that question. It's not a once and done response. We follow him. One day we realized who he was and we chose to follow him. But that's something we renew every day. Paul said it clearly when he said, I die daily to myself so that I can follow him. Every day we have a chance to choose who we're going to follow. And our prayer is that today we get encouraged about the joy there is in following Jesus, learning what it is to be like him, to understand him. The closer we are to him, the more he's going to rub off on us and how we live out this life in the world that we're living Matthew chapter 4, we see the first reference in this way. Verse 18, while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. Here's a great response when Jesus said to these specific souls, follow me. Somehow they had revelation in that moment that this was a turning point in their life, so much so they left behind what they had been doing up until that time in their vocational life to say, we're going to follow him and see what he has for us. We're asking God to show us what does it look like to follow him today? What do I need to leave behind? Choices, habits, things that I think I can have my mind renewed by understanding who Jesus is, how he thinks, what he says. And it's good for us to not debate him, but to receive what he says to us, about us, what he pictures for us in the days to come. It is exciting to be a follower of Jesus. I don't know that there's anything that could be more exciting than to get in line, follow him, see where he takes us. It will be an adventure we would have never discovered without the leading that he will show when we get in line with his purpose and his will. John chapter 10, verse 27, also gives us a clue about what following him can look like. He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Jesus says, There are people that he cares about and he knows us. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. Let's not leave that phrase out of that sentence. He knows you. He knows me. We are not some random blip on the screen somewhere. There are a lot of people that are being followed today 
we follow who knows who on social media platforms. One of the things that is kind of the measure of success, it seems, in the tech world we live in is how many followers one has. I've looked that up a little bit just to see. And man, there's some people that have an immense amount of followers. The one who has the most in the world is Cristiano Ronaldo. He's a soccer player in Europe, one of the best ever. And he has over 500 million followers. Another that's at the top of the list of those who follow him is Justin Bieber. Have you ever heard of him? There's another one that's close up there, Taylor Swift. Some of these iconic musicians and renowned for their skills, people follow them. It's interesting. We follow people for what? For the things that they're going to say. We, we think that they've got some particular wisdom. You know those people we're following? They don't know us. They don't know who I am, and I'm going to put, I'm going to put energy into what they think and care about what they think about things, why? They're not doing what they do for me, they're doing what they do for themselves, and that's okay, it's part of the world we live in, it's part of the success mechanisms and such, but if I'm gonna follow someone, following someone is, has been redefined in this tech world in which we live. We, you, I don't know what it's like for your social media, there are some people I follow. I don't have a huge long list. Some people have a longer list of people they follow. But there are some that I value some of the things that they say, even there. I have to be careful that I stop and think about why am I doing that and am I listening to Jesus more than I'm listening to someone else's opinion about something in life. We should answer the challenge of the day to make sure that all the things we're interested in following don't replace or somehow outdistance the one who really deserves to be followed, who cares about us. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I wanna be that one who's following him because I know he cares for me. I wonder how many followers Jesus has really following him. Following Jesus as a personal decision of saying yes to his invitation. He will never force us to follow him. It isn't a command, it's an invite. Well, there's no command by Jesus to say, follow me, you have to. It's follow me, you can. Follow me, I'm for you. Follow me if you choose. But he won't make anybody do so. There are times I tried to illustrate in some way, maybe it would get in our mind, how to grasp this spiritual concept. And so that's what I brought my toys today for, to hopefully help illustrate what we're talking about today. And I have this particular toy on a leash. And if I say, hey, follow me, and I am tied to it, by my own control, then it's gonna go wherever I want it to go. It could try to veer off, but it's not gonna have any power to because I'm forcing it to go where I want it to go. If you really wanna know how things work in regard to who tries to control us, the devil is the one who tries to get his leash on us and just take us wherever he wants us to go. Like, he's not asking. 
The devil isn't going like, hey, follow me if you want to. He's like, I'm gonna put my effort into forcing you into thinking the way I think. And the devil messes with us, tempts us, gets us to go all kinds of crazy places. And we would, we would follow the devil right off a cliff because he so controls those who are connected to him. But Jesus, you know what Jesus does? He, he unleashes us. And uh, see if I can, there we go. And we're free, we're free to choose. We think that sometimes we're doing what we want when if we haven't chosen to follow Jesus, you know what happens? We are actually by default following the devil, except that he's making us think certain things. We don't even realize some of the things we fall trap into the trap of is the devil just forcing the issue. But then Jesus says, hey, I can take you off the leash. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's not gonna make us do anything. He's gonna show us the way. And if we have wisdom to know he cares about me, he knows me, he knows what's best for me, then I would choose just to go. Like Jesus is going and I'm choosing to go, then it's good to follow willingly. There's sometimes where I'm following Jesus for a while, you know, because it's a daily thing. Sometimes I still wander and I can veer off the path like, Hey, follow me, follow me, yeah, this way, I'm going this way. And I can get confused and I can veer off the path and I can choose my own path. Wow. And I can fall right off a cliff. It's still going, it's, it's amazing. But if I stay in line with Jesus, I'm not gonna go off any cliffs and he's gonna show me where to go. Anybody want to take this home? Is there anybody with a child? You want that? Right here, you can have that toy. There's a battery that you can use to plug it into. Uh, there's hopefully some instructions. Blessings. Is that for you or do you have children? <laughs> okay. Awesome. Because I'd do it just for me. But Following Jesus means humbly submitting our entire self to him. Humbly, like if we don't submit to Jesus, it's because we're not humbling ourselves. We've got some kind of overdue sense of who we are, like I know better than him, really? If I can slow myself down long enough to realize that's really flawed thinking, to think that I'm, I know more than Jesus does. Following him means I humble myself and I say, Jesus, I, I wanna know what you think. Teach me, show me. We leave the old things of life behind when we recognize Jesus as the Messiah and as our personal savior. He has saved me. He's personal to me. He saved me personally. And he wants to lead me to higher heights and more powerful experiences. When Jesus said, follow me, it included knowing him and what he expects. He has designs and desires for me. I wanna know what those are. We do that by reading his word and applying it to our own life. We spend time daily talking and listening to him. Now here's part of the challenge I want to encourage you about, I'm encouraging myself with, because I spend some time on this device following people. And I can, if I'm not careful, get lost in it. And then there are times where I'm not really paying that much attention to following him 
And this is where I also need to go, and I need to go here first, I need to go here more often. I need to go here with an open spirit and read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, churn through that a lot. All of the scriptures are God's truth to us, but we learn about Jesus specifically in his life, what he taught, how he thought, how he treated people. And we're living in this world wanting to know how. How do I live in this world? It's getting crazier by the day. How do I chart the path? How do I find my way in this upside down world? Jesus is gonna help us to figure that out. Following Jesus means to love like he loves. John 13, verse 35, by this all people will know that you are my disciples, he said, if you have love for one another. He's giving us guidance, instruction. How are people gonna know that we belong to him when they see how we care for each other? That's challenging because sometimes we get into difficulties, we get into strife, we don't always treat each other great. He's given us good news about how he came for the hurting and for the broken. Joanne mentioned how her and Randy will be married soon, 42 years. Kathy and I were just barely ahead of them a few months and celebrated our 42nd uh, a month ago. And we still, after all these years, have moments where we're not quite tracking. And usually it's me that gets out of out of joint, out of place. And I'm not realizing it until it becomes evident that, that there's a disconnect. I sometimes feel like I get clouded by so many things, responsibilities, challenges, even just the distractions of this world that is so noisy right now. And I've had habits in my life that I've learned over time to pay more attention, to learn how to love her the way I can and should. And sometimes I haven't realized I've stopped some of the habits. We just had some conversations in the last few days where I'm realizing I need to step into some of the things that I used to do that I've fallen out of the habit of. It's so easy to blame everything on COVID. It's been such an upsetting season. Everything's out the window. Nothing's the same. Everything's a, a mess. I want to be careful not to blame everything on that. I'm, I'm making choices. And I can choose to grow. So as I'm following Jesus, I'm realizing how will it appear that I'm following him? It depends on how I'm loving the people around me. So I've fallen out of some ways in which I can express love more evidently. And I want to step back into that. I've had a coach. I actually had a coach for a number of years in my life that I contracted with that would walk me through his personal development. And I thought I was done with that at a time. I haven't been in that relationship for a while. I'm actually thinking maybe I need to go back to that and make sure that I have somebody speaking into my life that knows me, that has good tools. The tools are great to help me, why? Because I wanna follow Jesus. As I follow Jesus, he'll show me opportunities and ways in which I can really grow. How can I have a stronger family? How can I care for those around me more? How can I do my job better? How can I love broken people the way he wants me to? That's because I wanna follow Jesus and he'll show me how when I humbly submit myself to him. 
We are an irresistible force in the world if we are really following Jesus. And you think about it, he's concerned about what the world thinks about his followers. Jesus would like for the world to think well of those who follow him. They'll know that they're my disciples by their love for one another. That's nothing but good. People that don't know Jesus but find out that we do and they see the sign of it is that we care about other people really well, that's incredibly attractive. That's not going to repel anybody. When the world thinks that we're followers of Jesus because we judge everybody around us, we speak ill of people that don't think the way we do, that we're setting up barriers in how we live because we don't want to have anything to do with the people that don't live for Jesus. And that's what they think of us. And then they see that we're actually filled with hypocrisy because we all are. Even as much as we line up with Jesus and grow in that, we're still going to have moments where we fail at that. And then we look like a hypocrite. Why? Because, well, that's hypocrisy. And we're going to grow out of that. We're going to keep striving to become what he wants us to be. I want to follow Jesus so that I'll be known as a person that loves well the people around me, and he'll teach me how to do that all the more. Following Jesus involves following his example. That's why we read about him. What did he do? How did he show the way? John 13, verse 14, if I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, here he is with his disciples, you also ought to wash one another's feet, for I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Now this physical act of washing of the feet is symbolic. It's not like there's a new foot washing ministry that we should start. And hey, you know, on Tuesday at three, if you come by, I'll wash your feet. Um, you can do that at home. It's symbolic of how we care for one another. It's symbolic of how we love one another. There was a need for that in the day. They're walking on dusty ground with sandals and there was actually a very symbolic purpose and principle involved in that, humbling oneself, not lording over people. And we, we can serve one another with that example that Jesus set. We're in a really sweet spot. There's another thing I wanna close with in a moment from Matthew chapter five and verse 43 where Jesus is expanding the people that we should love. First, he's saying they'll know that we are followers of his by how we love each other. And then he's being questioned all the time about, well, what about this and what about that? And what about enemies? What do you do with them? You know, can't we get rid of those enemies? And he responds to that. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. See, there's people saying these things. You can follow people that will say these things today. Who, you, who do you follow? Who are you listening to? There's enemies of the people of faith. What do you do about those enemies? How do you think about them? There are people who are saying, don't bother with them. Get rid of them. Despise your enemy. And Jesus said, I have a different way 
You've heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. He sets a pretty high bar here. We're striving for perfection. We know we're not going to measure up to that. Yet we can through following Jesus. Jesus' perfection becomes ours. He actually puts his spirit in us and upon us. And we are made righteous by the righteousness of Jesus. So though we know our failings and we won't in our own deeds measure to perfection, we do when we follow Jesus. As a follower of Jesus who has forgiven me, who has redeemed me, who has set me free, because of that, I am made perfect. And with his perfection in me, I can start looking at the world different. People that are not followers of him, that seem to be enemies of mine, what does he say to do? Love them. Pray for them. Believe that they can turn and become followers of Jesus too. This is our passion. This is what he's calling us to. This inspires me. When I think about the world we live in right now, the divisions are so immense. The sides are so polarized. And it seems like one side demeans the other side to an extreme. And if we, the people of faith, think that people that are on the other side of life's issues are enemies, actually they are objects of God's affection. And his desire is that they become followers of him too. What's the pathway to that? Not by treating them like enemies, but by treating them like brothers and sisters that are about ready to be adopted into the same family I got adopted into. We're ready for a bunch more adoptions. We're ready to add some brothers and sisters to the family. And right now they're not thinking like we do. They don't live the way we do, but our love for them is what leads us and guides us. That's what happens when we follow Jesus. If we really became full followers of Jesus, and I know we're trying, we're here because we're trying, we're here because that's our heart. We, I'm a follower of Jesus, I'm gonna be in the house of God today. Well, I hope I learn actually how to keep him growing and keep improving. It's never too late to take another stride in how I serve this world that Jesus has called me to serve, how I serve him in the middle of it as well. And so I want to leave you with our vision statement once again, to live as Jesus among the broken. This is our goal. Jesus loved on broken people all day long. He ate with people that were the enemy, so to speak. The tax collectors, the sinners, he got accused by church people of, what are you doing with them? I was at an event with a friend who's part of our church family recently that was amazing for the mix of people that were there. He's giving a witness of his faith while raising funds for charitable work, most of them church charities. 
with a mix of people that were from all walks of life, all kinds of persuasions, and in a very winsome way, showing Jesus to the world. It got my attention as beautiful as like, man, this is what it's about. I love doing life like this, where we're in the middle of the fray with love in our hearts and people receive it. People respond to that. To live as Jesus among the broken through word and deed, by what we say and what we do, tell people about Jesus and teach them to follow him. We wanna teach people how to follow Jesus even as we are learning ourselves how to do the same. Father God, we trust you in this path of life that we're on today that you help us grow in how we follow you. Show us, reveal to us your beauty, the immensity of your love and grace. Thank you for that, that you have come to set us free. And I pray you help me grow today to learn how to follow you more in every area of my life and the things that I do, to not listen to random voices, but listen to the one who knows me best. Help me, Lord, to tune into your voice in Jesus' name. If you want to pray a prayer asking for forgiveness, just follow me in this prayer today. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me, paying for my sins, for overcoming it in your resurrection. I know I have fallen. I have sinned. I ask you to forgive me. I want to follow you. I choose to follow you, to answer your call, to leave the past behind and go forward into what you have for me today and in the future. Thank you for that, for giving me the grace to go to eternal life, to receive the gift of eternal life. I do that in Jesus' name. Amen.